back with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. We're joined in studio by Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder. And, Mayor, thanks for taking time with us. We, uh, we've we got to get your reaction to a whole host of things that have been going on since the last time we talked. So thanks for taking time with us this morning. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, of course, uh, the city council meeting this week, uh, pretty contentious, uh, especially when it comes to this idea of what's going to happen with the Wyndham City Center. Um, what's going on there? What, what what are the next steps? Because the developer says that they're actually going to be putting in some subsidized housing in there. Well, uh, what he well, this is a zoning issue, and currently the Wyndham is zoned for 200 apartments and 200 hotel rooms. It's been operated mostly as a hotel, but the uh, individual that bought the property, Al Rajabi, had uh, plans to turn it, you know, build it out uh, prior to the pandemic. After he buys it, three months later, COVID hits, and you know, it just, it just you know, almost bankrupted the person. And so... Well, not, uh, ju- not just that one hotel. I mean, right. COVID wiped out the hospitality industry across mm-hmm. the country. No doubt. And, you know, we've said it, radio, all the industries are changing the way they do things. Hotel industry is no different. And he's operated other hotels. He's building new ones. He can get financing for about a 125-room hotel. Uh, but they view, you know, when he went to the lenders, they view this like a big box store. It's uh, like a big hotel that uh, a lot of risks that he can't get financing for. So he decided to sell it and uh, brought in uh, David Mitchell of a good homes company. And he wanted to build it all out, convention space, everything. And I think that was like 600 apartments that said, well, this is really going to impact our convention business. And so we asked that he retain the convention side of it and then some hotel space. And uh, that came before council and it was um, the convention space as well as 80 rooms. Uh, You know, and Scott Dahl, Director Dahl with Tourism, you know, explained what the ramifications were. But that's why we came up with zoning parameters, uh, kind of make sure that the project would be a success, uh, be market rate housing. Um, And uh, but there was concerns with downtown retailers, things of that nature. And I understand it. And that's why I asked the council to consider a one week uh, delay. But uh, I think everybody had their mind made up. But now we're you know, I reached back out to the developer. I asked uh, the owner to wait before he goes a different direction. and see if we can work out something if um, you know if the developer would reconsider increasing the hotel rooms and then um, we could bring it back at the next city council meeting if one of the prevailing side aldermen that means the uh, five that dissented against the project would uh, bring it back and ask for reconsideration so that could happen august 2nd that's our well, next I, I was city gonna council say, I mean, didn't they uh, the developer say that uh, he's got a note that's due to the bank sometime in august august 10th so, so it's a tight it's time, frame. time right? It's no uh, doubt about it. <laughs> and I think that's what it came down to is, um, you know, did the uh, you'd have to ask the council members why they voted. And that's you know, the, that's well, why. Where I provide, do you stand though? If this comes uh, down to was, a tie-breaking uh, vote, right. where, where do you stand? Yeah, someone said, why didn't you vote? Well, it took seven votes because the regional planning it looked like they passed it, but they didn't have the majority of the people vote mm-hmm. for it, so it didn't pass. It took a super majority of the council. If uh, you know there was the six votes, uh, I would have cast that seventh vote to move forward. But you know you. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll work hard to make it happen. Nobody wants to see it close or move a different direction, I should say, as far as the apartments go. Uh, so I think uh, we'll be able to work something out with Al-Rajabi and uh, the developer. And the timing is unfortunate because I've said to the developer, I said, listen, you know, if we were having this conversation, we wouldn't even have this conversation if the sports complex is up and running in a year uh, like it's projected. And, uh, you know, you'll need the home uh, hotel space. But uh, this is the model. And actually, this could be 
a hybrid for other cities to follow. Because, uh, you know, I talked to former alderman Andrew Proctor, um, and of course, alderman Lakeisha Purchase, her, it's in her district, but she's been an advocate for the uh, direction we're moving. But I said to the owners after the fact, I said, it'd be good if you could figure out a way to tie in the Marriott flag because they have Marriott executive apartments and uh, hotels. So if you can combine that concept, I think that'd be a real win-win, not only for the city of Springfield, but for other communities to follow that hybrid version. But everybody has to keep an open mind. You have to block out the noise and really stay focused on the, uh, you know, what's at hand and try to work out a resolution. Talking with Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Um, Is there an appetite for more housing downtown? We hear that we need it. We hear that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be good for a vibrancy downtown. It's going to bring more people downtown. Is there a need for that, though? Yeah, it actually, uh, you know, the Myers building was looked at for apartment uh, development, and that one was going to be, um, you know, uh, they call it workforce housing, affordable housing, low-income housing, whatever you want to call it. But uh, really what uh, will be successful is the market rate housing. And we had a developer come in and look at it from St. Louis, and he said, uh, you know, I looked, and there's no apartments you know, that's like zero downtown. You need more apartments downtown. David Mitchell comes a few weeks later, says the same thing, and he's from New York. So they understand the market, especially in a big city. And everybody, you know, talks about Springfield being, hey, why can't we be like other cities? Well, the way we get there is don't talk trash about Springfield. You know, let's uh, raise up to our higher expectations, and we should back it up with our actions each and every day. It doesn't help when people are degrading Springfield and try to, you know, we have a great community. There's a lot going on, and this is proof of it. When you have someone coming in from New York and wants to invest $40 million, that shows the investment or the importance of Springfield and how they see the capital city where Abraham Lincoln, you know, lived. Everybody understands that. Sometimes the ones that grew up here, you know, don't understand the significance of what we have right in front of our faces. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us here on Springfield's Morning News. Obviously, the financing of that uh, Wyndham deal. Uh, we'll likely hear more about that if uh, if the pieces come back in front of the, uh, the Springfield City Council. Uh, speaking of financing, uh, Mayor ARPA dollars, the American Rescue Plan Act money uh, federal tax funds. Uh, the city got what, like thirty-seven million dollars or something was, like uh, that. Two and tranches of seventeen. I think it was about seventeen and a half million dollars. It's right? a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What's being done with this? Because you have a deadline to spend it. What by like twenty twenty-four? So uh, mm-hmm. what's being done? Are we just going to nickel and dime it, or are we actually <laughs> going to have real substantive projects that, uh, that this this money can fund? Well, if we were nickel and diming it, we'd be that been spent, right? <laughs> so that's the well, that's you did, what we're did just get the second tranche not too right, long ago. Right, so. but it's uh, what we want. We put out a plan to, uh, you know, we laid that out. It's on the city's website, springfield.il.us, and it allocates where it's going. You know, it goes in all our departments as far as police, fire, uh, public works, the water department, and really just to re-educate everybody, uh, when you're dealing capital projects, the emphasis of uh, the ARPA funds were for uh, broadband initiatives, for uh, infrastructure like sewers, and then uh, moving that direction. Housing was a component of it, but those were the main infrastructure uh, parts of that. So uh, what we've done is geared it towards sewers as far as what's been spent already or uh, geared towards that uh, is with regards to revenue replacement, and that went to Convention Visitors Bureau uh, because, you know, just what we talked about, the hotel dollars went south. So as a way to uh, replenish their budget and they could spend it as they wish, you know, so uh, that's where part of it went. The other part, uh, and that 
was maybe I'm going from memory seven hundred thousand dollars. Then we've had millions of dollars go towards sewer initiatives like uh, sewers around the lake. Um, I think Linden Lane is the first one we've uh, repaved those roads or actually paved them. They've never been paved in the past, but doing a sewer line around that, getting uh, individuals off the septic system that could have an impact on our water quality. And then uh, also lining sewers, you know, so that's kind of an invisible part of the project and moving that direction. But the other things we are looking at is workforce development, uh, the hospitality uh, part of it. I've talked to uh, Karen Kahn, and uh, that's a big piece of it. Uh, she bought the uh, oh, uh, the facility. Vinegar Hill Mall. Yep, Vinegar Hill Mall. Yeah. And uh, they have commercial kitchens there and how do you train the next hospitality as far as just not chefs or waiters but just go back to the basics of the p's and q's you know customer service so we've talked about uh, you know investing in that the other one teen empowerment zone uh, that'll be coming before the council and uh, transforming that for you know future workforce development with the hardest to reach in our community with regards to our young people so there are things in, uh, in place that are planned but we're going to try to leverage those dollars as much as possible and moving that direction and then the other one that will be forthcoming is a broadband initiative. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us on WMAY just for a few more minutes here. Um, and I want to talk politics eventually. But uh, one other issue that uh, I've tried to get a response from the uh, from your office about and even CWLP about. And I know that uh, the 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 small business owner, he's a sole you know, individual working himself. Uh, Matt Shearer has surfed Springfield. He showed us the uh, uh, electronic uh, surfboards. It was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he says that he's been told he can't operate these things mm-hmm. on the water. Uh, what's what's behind this? Well, first, isn't it interesting when things aren't a pleasant subject to discuss, people run for the hills. You know, for myself, I always answer the questions, you know, and uh, I'll let you know if I can or, you know, what the – I've never shied away from a question. And this is one in particular. When they came up, uh, Andy Tinsley, he's the chief of security at the utility, uh, he said these, you know, can be considered very dangerous. You know, it's new to the market. They're out in California, things of that nature. And then um, this particular individual liked to bring him to Lake Springfield. Well, we just had a conversation with the lake homeowners about circulators. They come out of the water, and that was to move the water for, and we we're going to use ARPA funds right. to uh, circulate the water so for the quality water. And they were concerned of a stagnant uh, item just coming out of the water, you know, just a few feet, and it'd be in place. So if you can imagine these things, I think they're what, uh, you you did like yeah, six feet in the air or something? No, no, no. It's, it's probably about, I want to say, three foot of a fin mm-hmm. that dips down, and it, uh, it's a hydrofoil, right. so once you get it going, then it lifts up, and you right. are literally like two feet above the water surface right. if you ride it correctly, right. uh, but you can easily fall right off, too. So. Right, <laughs> right, but if you have these things flying around the lake, can you imagine? And, you know, that's the comparison I draw. So I have to rely on the expert of security out there. But really, uh, when I listened to your segment, which I appreciate, is very uh, – uh, I've never talked to the gentleman as far as that goes. He came up to council and uh, uh, threw the concept out there. But and listening to your segment is very helpful because it showed that what he's trying to do, I think, is uh, train people how to use them, not right. necessarily use them around the lake. Yeah, he's, but not, just, he's uh, not giving them for people to go out on their own. Right. It's completely supervised by right. him. Right. So, uh, you know, I talked to Andy Tinsley as well as uh, Doug Brown and uh, I said, you know, we have to come up with two permitting processes. One is for the business side and what he wants to do, teaching somebody. So he'll have to uh, partner with Marine or have a cove or someplace safe to 
educate people how to use them. You just can't have them flying around the lake. And then the other part, this will come to fruition where people will want to buy one and use it on the lake. So they are checking with other communities. Um, have they been used in other lakes our size um, and go that direction and see what the parameters need to be put in place to move that way. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder finally here. Let's get into politics. I can't believe but the 2024 elections already starting. Uh, Treasurer Misty Busher uh, has, has announced that she's going to challenge you in the election. Uh, your reaction to that? Well, it's not a surprise. You know, <clears throat> I've always said, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody around the horseshoe, that's what you should aspire to, you know? Uh, you know, everybody likes to consider themselves in that position. So uh, that's not really a surprise. I was treasurer, actually, at one time. And uh, actually, you know, when she was running for treasurer, you know, I coached her uh, with regards to that. So that's not a total out in left field concept. So, you know, really what it comes forward to is, you know, for the uh, I accept the challenge, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, uh, debate and moving forward in that direction. But I've always focused on uh, doing the people's work. And that's if you, I've always said this, doesn't matter, uh, you know, how much money you raise and all of that. I said, you know, if you do the job and do it well, then your work should uh, automatically lead you to reelection. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, of course, we have logistic things that come up, you know, that's where the politics comes into government, uh, which is unfortunate. And that's where, you know, sometimes that can bleed into city council meetings. And that's what I've tried to separate out. That's why I don't lobby aldermen. I give them the information so they can make the informed decision uh, because nobody wants to, uh, you know, and I had an alderman that's uh, uh, a while back and nobody's sitting there now. So I'm not talking about anybody there. Uh, but someone said, why do you give us so much information? Why don't you just call for the vote? And I said, well, when you're asked why you voted for this project, I don't want you to say, well, that's because the mayor asked me to. You should say it's because of one, two, three. And uh, that's how I'm a firm believer of that and moving forward and uh, operating city government. But the most important um, factor in moving the city forward is doing what's best for Springfield. That's always been my tagline. And that's what I really go back to is, does this make sense and is in the best interest of the city of Springfield? And if the answer is yes, then we move forward. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, uh, not the last conversation we're going to have, surely, uh, in the months ahead. Uh, always appreciate you having on, and uh, maybe we can get together for some karaoke, because uh, that video of you singing uh, Born to be Wild is... Oh, uh, the Peacekeepers ride. That was, uh, that was fun, but they're a great group. Uh, we really appreciate... Uh, you know, I went on to say a few words, and they wanted me to sing, so yeah. that's always fun. Well, and it's different than karaoke, where you've got you know the backing track there. You were right. actually with a band, so that... Uh, that adds a different element. Yeah, uh, my sister sent it to me, and I'm watching it in the morning. I said, nothing makes me laugh more than a pudgy guy jumping up and down on the stage. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're laughing and have a good oh, time. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder, thank you again so much. just for the record, yes. that was in mid-afternoon on Sunday. Yes. I think it was like